everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? This is Season 10, Episode 10. What about that? Is it really? It is. And, you know, we have a songwriter to celebrate this, um, you know, double 10 uh, episode. That's true. We do. I feel like, you know, a songwriter would probably write a song about some such occasion if we had told her that That's it was true. that. We could have we should have done that. Well, we probably did not know it until today. <laughs> oh well. Well, yes, you know, um, you know, we can always like do it for our twentieth um episode of season 10 but that's not the same so are we we'll doing, have to do 11 11 next season are we doing 20 episodes this season uh, i believe so uh if the you know if the fates will allow as the song says um whatever song that is um <laughs> we're off to a great start today <laughs> yeah well we have a songwriter, okay, and, you know, Jennifer Aiden is her name, and, you know, I also used to write songs um, before plays, actually. Really? And, uh, you know, so I, I appreciate songwriters a lot. What kind of songs did you write? Well, you know, mostly, uh, like, breakup songs or, you know... Uh, or love songs, depending on what was going on at the moment. Um, but definitely, you know, songs that had a, you know, a, a twist of some kind, um, generally related to love or heartbreak. Ah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say some more of a country genre, but, um, you know, Somewhere more like, you know, ballady or kind of pop, I guess you could say. Hmm. And then, of course, uh, my friend Marianne and I, we had a little group uh, duo for a while. And we did religious um, songs, contemporary Christian, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, toured around a little bit doing that. And... Uh, you know, we toured around doing some, like, some nightclub kind of things in Knoxville and different places that were songwriter night things. So, really? Yeah, was, you know, it's... Uh, it's how was been, that? Um, well, this, so this was, um, I was in my 20s at the time, so mid-20s. I was out of college. Right. So. Yeah, you know, so it's been a while. Although, I mean, I have written songs since that point, but that was like, for some reason, that was a big songwriting period of my life where, 
you know, I just like connected well with lyrics and music. Yeah, I remember. Well, I mean, you wrote a song last season. Yeah, well, um, was it last season? I think it was. was Was it last season? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, you know, that that was pretty amazing because that was, like, a very fast turnaround. Yeah, you got Risha to, uh... Yes, sing that Risha one Allen. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, that turned out to be really a great, a great, um, song for, for its purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, please, have your attention, please. I also, um, you know, my class at one time made it into a movie, and it showed up at Cineplex, and of course the movie has to have a theme song, so I actually wrote a song, may I have your attention, please. Really? Um, yeah. So, hmm. you know, I did that, and then, you know, I have, like, one about, um, I was blessed is the name, and it's really... You know, it's about when someone dies and or leaves or, you know, whatever. They are not a part of your life anymore. And um, looking at the, the fact that you were blessed that, that you had them for as long as you did rather than, you know, being sad that they're no longer with you, just trying to refocus. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not really good at that as you know but um (laughs) it made for a good song um what you know what songs like have you written a song before i mean i've tried i mean well i mean i you know they never got any more anything more than like lyrics so, um, so for you, you write the lyrics, and then you were gonna search for the melody, or I mean, I kind of heard melody in my head when I was writing the lyrics, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I just never got that far. Nothing. Do you record it? Like, you know, do you like? Sing it into your phone or anything like that so you no I just write the lyrics down kind of like writing a book yeah well I'm always fascinated when we talk to songwriters I must always ask them you know if the lyrics come to them and then the melody or if it comes together or you know do you get a melody and then try to put words and, right. and yeah, I'm sure it varies I mean people usually have different answers depending on the song but um for me, generally, it comes together, and it'll be like, um, you know, just a like, um, like the punchline kind of thing uh, will come into my mind, and I so I just get one line to play around with, and that's sort of how it happens for me. Mm-hmm. Then you know, it's spilled on it from there. Um, but uh, I, songwriters are like unless you sing and perform the song, like, you know, they they don't get as much attention as they deserve, for sure. I mean, if you're a songwriter and, you know, you give your song, or I guess sell your song to someone for them to perform it, um, 
and get writing credits or whatever. That's about the best you can hope for, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, so it's interesting because, like, people associate songs with whoever is, you know, famous for performing them. And so that could be your song, you know, that you've written, but people are always going to be like, oh, you know, that is whoever's song, Whitney Houston's or, you know, whatever. Yeah, even though she didn't write it. Right, yeah. Um, so I guess for a songwriter, like, maybe you wouldn't mind because, you know, you know it's your song and your close circle would know it's your song and you're getting the royalties, you know, writers do get paid like a good amount from the, from the song. Um, but in a way it would be nice to like, I don't know, I kind of like fame, um, <laughs> you know, for things that I've done, um, you know, it's just, I think nice to like, for people to know, like that's your work, you know? Yeah. But would you rather be like well-known by everyone or known as a good songwriter or whatever in a group of songwriters? Well, you know, I'm thinking, like, there's always the, um, you know, would you rather be uh, rich, you know, or, and, and, like, not really known, or would you rather be, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> known and you know like known around your community like okay you know she wrote that song but it you know not really like make a whole lot of money yeah well i don't know it's a tough one yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> it's like you need the other choice you know like be known and also be rich <laughs> yeah but uh, I don't know, you know, like Elton and Bernie. So there's a good example of like a writing team and, and you actually do know the writer. I mean, even though a lot of people are still attribute the songs to Elton, I think he has, he's acknowledged Bernie, like his whole career, basically, I think. Right. So that people know him, um, it's almost synonymous, I think, with with Elton John. So, yeah, I'd say that's probably true. And um, you know, so <coughs> when you when you find a duo like that, you know, when you find that magic, uh, and we've had songwriters before uh, when we interviewed them to say that it's kind of like a first date or a marriage, even you know that you you can tell if it's going to work or not. Um, like yeah. Pretty, I remember a couple of them saying that, so that sort of thing. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I guess that's the ideal thing is um, if you're going to co-write to find someone um, that you can do that with, you know, do it well with and it's not driving you crazy. Um, or you have, like, just such different ideas that you would never get anything accomplished because 
you know, one of you'd be like, oh, I think a holographic cat would be great here. <laughs> you know, the other one's like, well, I was thinking more of, you know, like this is at the ocean and <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's important. And also, you know, maybe you only can write lyrics. Maybe, you know, that the melody and the musical part is not for you. So then, you know, you find someone who they love to write some music, but, you know, lyrics are not their thing. So sometimes you can make it work like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, usually if someone comes in with a melody and whatever or, you know, whatever, a hook or something like that and then or you know maybe they have more of the music put together and then they you know and then the writer or the person who writes the lyrics kind of sits down and writes them <laughs> i guess well one thing we i mean that we uh, could relate to is like you know how much credit <coughs> um does each person get because like, you know, we've co-written many things together. Right. Um, and, and oftentimes, like I've said to you, you know, like, you know, I don't feel like, like I should even be mentioned because, you know, this was your, like, you did, this was your idea, your concept, you know, like I just threw a couple of things in here, there. And, um, you know, so like how much of, like when two names are on there people just think like you know they did equal amount of work but you know it it, it really isn't i would say it's probably never 50 50. probably not i mean you know it's just the way that we work together though i mean sometimes you you know your idea or whatever and then i'll run with it and you know make make something out of it or whatever and then there's other times where we write together and it's about 50-50. And then there's other times where you write a lot of it, like the first, you know, the first uh, Mystery Meets script. And then, right. and then I'll take it and tweak it a little bit. I mean, in, in that case, it got changed quite a bit from the original, but I mean... <laughs> Out of necessity, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. at least, you know, we collaborated on it. So. Yeah, so writing, you know, is a very interesting thing. And uh, songwriters, even more so. And, and, you know, I feel like, I've told you before, but I feel like, you know, one day we're going to write a song together. Um, I know you can play guitar. And, um, you know, I have yet to hear you sing... Other than like with the you know radio or at a concert a little, um, <laughs> it, but I can tell that you can sing, and so you know one day I feel like that that's what we're gonna do is write a song. Yes, a, a rap it. song. Oh yes, maybe next season, you know, or next year. There we, you go. Can't pinpoint it down to season eleven just yet, but. Well, I I believe you did promise it for season eleven. Well, we better be hoping season eleven is uh, you know pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you got a lot going on, so. Yeah, well, the good thing is Jennifer has a story, and we're gonna get to you know hear how she 
comes up with ideas and does she co-write and you know how did it begin for her and just all of that all right well let's uh talk to jennifer and find out what what's up what's going on yeah Jen, I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. We are so excited to have you as our guest today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I have to say, we do love songwriters, and uh, it's just really always amazing to me to see the backstory and how ideas are formulated, because even though people write uh, about similar topics, like... You know, everyone has that unique spin that they put on their song. And so we want to find out all about yours as much as we can. Great. That sounds like a good plan. All right. So you grew up in California. Yeah, I'm actually from um, the San Francisco Bay Area. So I grew up here my whole life and then moved to Nashville in 2007 when I was 23. And did you come from a musical family? Um, not really. Um, my mom always played music for my sister and I. Um, you know, she always says that she would put headphones on her stomach when she was pregnant with me and, and play music. Um, so that's kind of the upbringing I had was listening to, um, a lot of non-traditional children's music, (laughs) meaning like, um, a lot of Motown, a lot of, you know, rock and, and pop and, all of that kind of thing, but not really, there wasn't any musical talent really in the family. I think my great aunt maybe was a jazz singer in San Francisco. Um, But I think that's as far as we got musically. Wow. Well, um, so you grew up at least exposed to quite a bit of music. It sounds like from the way you were listening to some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you like music? Was that something that from the early age you really like knew that you just loved music? Oh, I loved music. When I was, um, you know, I was kind of thrown into dance class when I was younger, probably at the age of two or three, and would always have music and would always be dancing and singing. And uh, we used to have this like brick fireplace at my house and I used to stand on top of it like it was my stage (laughs) and I would sing all of these songs and make up all of these words and um, whenever we would have family gatherings like for Christmas or Thanksgiving or birthdays I would want to sing in front of everybody and um, I used to write and then when I was older I used to write with crayon in the back of my coloring books like song lyrics like about my dolls or about (laughs) a car trip we took or something like that and um you know they would just be in the back of the coloring books and and uh so i was always kind of interested in in music and always had my hand in something musical whether it was dancing or um you know doing music lessons my mom sent my sister and i to um an after school like kind of like a camp i guess and it was music school. So we would go to regular school during the day. And then when that was over at three o'clock, we would go to music school. Um, and they taught us, you know, the basics. And um, we would do recorder, play the recorder, uh, sing, do keyboards a little bit, do rhythm sticks, like just basic kind of stuff. And 
I just have always had it in my life as far as that goes. Cause I've always wanted it in my life. So. So when you were writing like the words and things like that in, in back of coloring books, um, did you have melodies too, or was it just mostly the words at that point? Oh, they were melodies too. And they were terrible, but they were just, you know, <laughs> like little kids singing kind of things. And, you know, I would just make stuff up and it wouldn't rhyme or it wouldn't make sense. And it would just be like anything at all. So it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely melodies with the words. So then it comes to the fifth grade in history class. And mm -hmm. I'm dying to know because Matt and I were talking about this and we were like, you know, trying to guess like, how is it that you get an assignment to write a song or you get an assignment and you decide to write a song? Uh, so tell us about what it was in history class. What was the assignment and what did you do? Um, well, there was no assignment. It was me not paying attention in history class and decided <laughs> to write a song instead. Uh -huh. Um yeah, I uh, my I was always kind of a head in the clouds kind of a person, and it was um, you know I was I was sharing this class with a boy that I like, and instead of paying attention in class, I just decided to write some lyrics down about how I was feeling about the situation, and um, oddly enough, the song is called Secret because I had a secret crush on this boy, but the, the odd thing was I kept my songwriting a secret for years from everybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought that this was ridiculous. Like, what was I doing? Writing music, writing songs. I had all these songs in my head. Mm. So um, I think it was for a good 10 years after that that I didn't really tell anybody. But then you um, write the song for your parents' wedding anniversary. Yeah. Um, it was their 25th wedding anniversary, and I didn't know. I, you know, by this point, I had about 100 songs I had fully written by myself and wasn't sure why I wrote these songs or where they were coming from or anything as far as, like, um, what to do next. So I kind of presented it to my family and at the party they had a big 25th wedding anniversary party and I sang acapella for them at this party the lyrics or the, the music that I wrote and they were like oh how sweet she wrote a song for us and I was like yeah but I have a hundred more songs that I'm not <laughs> sure what to do with and they were just shocked they were like what is happening um and then at that point it was you know all kind of a a struggle, I would say, to try to have people understand what was going on in my head. Hmm. Um, because this isn't something that you hear every day of, you know, this 15-year-old girl writing a bunch of music and songs and, you know, uh, you know, going in high school and just having a little journal and people thought I was writing in my diary, but it was really writing song lyrics. Like, it's not something that can be comprehended by a lot of people really easily mm. and um you know so the fear that i had of being ridiculed or being you know made fun of i think was um definitely a reason that i kept it in for so long and then when it actually happened and 
I was more open about my songwriting when I went to high school, then it was more of a ridicule from the people that were making fun of me for, for writing in my journal. I remember this one girl, she actually stole my notebook and read it out loud in a math class and everybody was laughing. Mm. Um, Did you beat her up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did I what? Did you beat her up? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't as vocal and outgoing as I am now. I was uh, very reserved back then. And I just kind of, I think I just cried and was really sad and probably wrote another song about it later. But... I was going to say, write a song about her, you know, because that's like a good yeah. way to deal with that. Yeah, what? so next high school reunion, I'm just going to walk in with my platinum <laughs> album and, you know, that'll be kind of a slap in the face for her. Be like, yeah, who's laughing now? There you go. <laughs> hey, I want to read this one. I want to sing this one out loud to dedicate to, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what, well, ki I, what kind what, of... Like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just curious, like, what kind of songs were you writing? Like, were they all about, like, guys that you liked or, uh, you know, just, like, I don't know, the dog or just... The dog! <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, they were mostly about unrequited love, I would say. Like, yeah. and what did I know about it at, you know, 15 years old? I don't know. It was, it was more of, like... I, I'm gonna say the, uh, the like the teenage crush sure. kind of, um, like all I want to do is tell my crush I like him and <laughs> not, like all this kind of stuff. It was a lot of that, but it was also a lot of like because I wasn't really, I would say outgoing with my heart. Like I didn't really tell people how I felt. Yeah. So I would write it in a song. So a lot of it would be about like if I was upset about something with my parents, I would write about it. Or with my sister, I'd write about it. Right, yeah. But I would make it kind of like, you know, more vague so that a lot of people could or people could relate to it in different ways. Right. Um, I wrote a lot about friendship and a lot about, you know, trusting people, losing that trust with people. Yeah. Um, just a lot of different things. It was like a lot of heavy emotions and even now when I play some of these songs that I wrote when I was 16, I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, it's like, you know, now I'm four, I just turned 40 on Tuesday and I'm like, this is insane. How was I getting so like yeah. emotional back then? Like yeah. maybe it was my hormones? Like what was happening? <laughs> uh, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. We've been celebrating all week and weekend so uh, you know i mean you have to it has to be birthday month it does i mean 40 is a big one yeah so. yeah for sure um so who were some of your influences did were you like you know so the two biggest ones were diane warren and mariah carey oh, um, okay mariah carey i i've been a fan of her since you know probably i could talk and She's just really inspired me, and you know, my favorite thing to do, especially with her album, was um, to go through all of the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I would open up back then; they had those little, like, you know, CD inserts or the cassette tape inserts. Yeah. And you pull it out, and you just read all the lyrics and who wrote the songs. And I was just, you know, kind of baffled at the fact that she wrote a lot of her own stuff. Hmm. And. You know, I think 90% of the songs she wrote herself, and I loved just reading the lyrics because sometimes when you know you listen to music, you don't absorb everything that they're saying. So I always liked to listen along and read at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
And then I would do that with other artists as well. And then I started to find a trend of the songs that I would gravitate towards would be songs written by Diane Warren. Hmm. And it was like, this song was by Diane Warren. That song was by Diane Warren. And those were the ones I liked the best. And I was like, who is this person? And so I would look her up and she's just incredible. And, you know, I, I, I decided probably when I was about 16 or 17 that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be Diane Warren. Hmm. and write songs for other people. I never necessarily wanted to be Mariah Carey where I would sing my own songs. I I was more I was more like a like a behind the scenes kind of writer where yeah. I just wanted to write for other people and use that emotion to give to others. Could you hit that Mariah Carey high note? <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to sing Mariah Carey in the car <laughs> because I cannot hit that high note. <laughs> But my heart thinks I can. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, my family has forbid me from singing Mariah Carey in the car with them. So I only I restrict Mariah Carey for when I am by myself. Oh, that's funny. Cat, <laughs> what else you got? Well, so you, you said that, um, you know, around this time of, I don't know, 16 or so, um, that's when you really started to think about, like, maybe – this could be a career um were you discouraged like did people um say you know like well this is a good hobby but you know um, to, like do something else for a career the funny thing is my parents have always been 100 percent supportive of anything i wanted to do and if i told them that i wanted to go work at mcdonald's they always tell the story that you know as long as i was the best french fryer ever <laughs> like they would love and support me no matter what i decided i wanted to do with my life um and they stuff it they've stuck by it they're my biggest fans and my biggest supporters and you know and and um you know the ridicule that i would get from people and the negative remarks that i would get from people not believing in me were actually from you know teachers so yeah. like my choir teacher in high school said i would never amount to anything in music because i couldn't play an instrument oh, yeah. and and then i had that stay with me for so long and especially you know i had a lot of i took a lot of vocal lessons and i just didn't feel like i was very good and i also have i'm a little bit deaf in one ear and so it's hard for me to hear myself and it's hard. And so I think that's why I just never gravitated towards actually singing. And I think sometimes that's why it's hard for me to kind of get across what I'm hearing in my head. Um, and especially at the beginning of my career, when I was in my, when I was a teenager, you know, trying to explain that to different people and different producers, what the song was and they didn't understand. They're like, well, you're not singing a melody. I'm like, I know, but you have to hear what I'm trying to do. Because I, I can't play what I hear. Mm. So how I explain it to people when I get a song idea is it, it sounds like a fully produced record in my head that I'm listening to. It's like if you were to stop and listen to your favorite song, you know what it sounds like. You know how it goes. That's what I hear when I am creating a song. And, and it was very difficult for me to find people that, that, 
could make sense of that and that could um, not judge me for not being able to play an instrument, not being a very strong singer and still get the, get the message across of what I wanted to do with the song. And I, I feel like now I've really grown as a writer and I can, you know, explain what I want a little more, but also I've gotten a really good team with me who understands my voice, who understands my talent, who understands what I'm trying to do and who could execute that beautifully. So, you know, the naysayers back in the day, if they would have just taken the time to kind of listen to what I was doing, they would see that I know what I'm doing and to trust me instead of trying to just put me down and tell me like, Oh, you need to play instruments or write a song. It's like, yeah. no, you don't need to. Um, there's a million other things that you can do. Instead. Right. So do you play an instrument at all? Like piano, like chords or guitar? Chords nope. Or anything? Nope. Nope. So um, it was actually Jason Bloom, who's a huge songwriter, actually was the one that told me, like, put down the instrument. You don't need to learn how to play. Because I would get so frustrated. And I would just be like, what am I doing? I can't learn this. This is hard. And he would say, you don't need to know how to do it. It's not It's not your gift. It's not for you. Um, put down the instrument and just sing it and explain it. And it'll be okay. So I did. And, you know, I just never... I'd be urged to try to learn anything past that. And, you know, I, I can understand different things. Like when people play something and I know that it's a major chord or a minor chord or, a, a, you know, a G or a D or whatever it is, I can understand all of that. But as far as me playing it, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Okay, so when you um, were submitting um, entries to contests, um, like, was it notated, or how did you submit it without, um, you know, or did you get someone else to sing it, or how did that mm -hmm. work? Yeah, so basically I just made demos of all of my songs. Um, my mom being the very um, outgoing vocal human that she is, she talked to everybody from our neighbors to strangers in the grocery store line about me <laughs> and trying to see how she can help her daughter. And this one woman that she met actually um, knew a producer that was in the Bay area. So, um, you know, leaving the, the uh, negative side of the story out. Um, I was able to produce these songs and submit them to contests. There was a lot of, I say negative side because there was a lot of learning that I did in this process with, you know, people taking advantage of me because I was so young mm -hmm. um, and financially kind of um, not being truthful and honest about mm -hmm. the process. And, um, you know, there are lessons that I chalk up to that. And I try to, when I, when I do speak at schools or when I go to different, um, organizations and talk to them about my, my career and everything. I try to mention to the up and coming songwriters to just kind of learn your craft, all sides of it, meaning the business side of it too, because you don't want to get into a situation where you're going to have to regret not knowing how to do something or understand something and always ask for second, third, fourth opinions. Hmm. Um, if it's something that doesn't feel right, but, um, 
yeah, I all that to say is I recorded them through this this person, and um, they're the ones that I did twelve songs with them, and they're and these are the songs that I feel like I call them my OG songs because they're like the ones that really took me to the next level of my career, and I was able to say like these are my recorded little babies that I'm putting out into the world, and they kept winning all these contests, and I was like, good little babies, go do your thing, <laughs> right. Hmm. Like little baby birds learning to fly, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, so um, I would imagine, like, winning the first contest, what was that feeling like after having all the, you know, negativity of things told to you or being laughed at? What did it feel like when you actually got success with that first contest and winning? It was interesting because it was a VH1 contest and they used to do a VH1 song of the year and it's not sponsored by VH1 anymore. I think there's still a song of the year contest, but it's not VH1. But so what, what they have is they have different genres. So they'll have a rock, a pop, an R&B country. They have all these different ca- categories. And so my goal was I'm going to record songs that are in every category and submit them so that I can like have a shot in each category. Hmm. Pretty smart. And what I didn't realize was I would win first place in every single category. <laughs> and I didn't expect that. So when I got these certificates in the mail saying like, congratulations, you won first place. I was like, for which category? And they were like, well, all of them. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so then it became a goal to like keep it up and I would I would do more and, and submit them again and do all and I kept winning and winning and winning and winning and I was like, Well, this is nice and then whenever I wouldn't win, I was like, Ah shucks. I got <laughs> second place. Like it was just like you know, and, and it turned into this, you know this kind of uh I don't even know what, like a like a movement of in the right direction and I felt really good about it like saying okay I'm getting this this outside approval from strangers that I'm doing something right and these are songs I wrote by myself and you know I I was loving it and then one of my mom's good friends came to us one day and was like I'm listening to I was listening to the radio and I heard of this Nashville songwriter contest you should enter that and I was like, oh, interesting. So I went and looked it up, and it was about Jeffrey Steele. And Jeffrey Steele is this big hit songwriter in Nashville. And I entered his, the, um, I think it was a songwriting um, contest boot camp thing, whatever he called it, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And I won, and uh, me and you know, 11 other people got to go and work with him in Nashville. And... The, and that was in 2006, and that was when I realized, like, wow, there are other people like me in this world <laughs> that get it, <laughs> like, that, that can speak my language, that know what I'm talking about, that don't look at me cross-eyed like I'm crazy, like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, and it was just such a good feeling, it was such a beautiful feeling, and, um, you know, just being able to you know, express myself with my music and having other people accept it and appreciate it and, and you know, validate me was amazing. What was going in Nashville like? 
Oh gosh. Um. How old were you then? I was twenty-two when I first went. Ah. Uh, well, no, not when I first went. That was when I did the contest. So when I, the very first time I went to Nashville was with my dad, mm. and I remember thinking, I'm never gonna move here. <laughs> like this is not this is not for me. Yeah. Um. I loved the community, but I didn't love. I didn't love the place, I guess. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to L.A. because I was writing a lot of pop music and it was closer to San Francisco. And um, that was kind of that was kind of where I wanted to be. Right. I just didn't think I don't I just didn't think this, you know, young, outspoken Hispanic girl from San Francisco would fit very well in the <laughs> South. But I, you know, I went anyways, uh, you know, after I went. After I went uh, to the contest with Jeffrey Steele, I he said you need to be here, and so I said okay. So six months later, I moved to Nashville. Wow. Mm. And you know, it's one of those things where I told God um, when I was moving, I said, you know what, you're taking me there, you're driving the car then, and I'm just going to be the passenger because I'm not take I'm not driving this car over there. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so. Cat. Well, so I I see that you write like a lot of different types of music and one of them in country. Um, she wouldn't be gone for Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's gone platinum now and um, a number one song. So yeah. um, do you have a favorite genre of music that you like to listen to? Oh, gosh. Um my my favorite go-to song all the time and my manager is going to kill me for for going down this road but it's sad girl songs like those really sad heart-wrenching ballads that just like like the Celine Dion kind of you know <laughs> a heart will go on kind of vibe like that is my thing the sadder the better like the, it's I just get, they make me so happy like they're just raw and real and and he would, t- my manager told me all the time, you need to stop writing these songs. You need to be happy. And I'm like, but these songs make me happy. Like, hmm. I don't know. It's just, there's something about it. Like I could just listen to ballads and stuff all day and be perfectly fine. Um, I remember too, that's also, cause it's also my favorite songs to write are those kind of songs. Um, so when I hear them and other people do them really well, I just get excited and I just remember when I first moved to Nashville, my mom called me up one day and she goes, are you doing okay? I'm like, yeah, why? She goes, because all the songs you've been sending me lately are really depressing. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm great. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. But um, yeah, those are my favorite songs. It's just the, the ballads. And I think that's why the Blake Shelton song was so exciting for me was because, you know, it was a number one. And it was a sad song. Hmm. And I didn't get my first number one by writing like about trucks and drinking beer and all that stuff. It was about something that I actually loved writing about. And I think that's what made it so special for me as well. So are the songs, uh, are there some of your personal experiences in the songs? Oh, of course. And um, do you, but they make you happy to write this sad. Um, so you're not necessarily 
um, living the exact song, just pulling from some events that happen or some things that you're feeling. Yeah, so how I explain it is, you know, you, you for example, like I dated this guy and it was a bad, bad connection and um, but I got a lot of really good songs out of it and <laughs> you tap into that emotion of being vulnerable in a relationship which is also um, you're also being very vulnerable when you write and express all these things and so it was almost like my therapy of getting it out of inside of me instead of holding on to it and keeping it in and letting it fester letting it eat me alive or whatever it was I got the songs out and by doing that it was like you know, it was it was like doing something good for your body. It was like going to the gym or it was like going to get a massage. Like it was just something that was really good for your for my body to get to get out of me. And the more and more I, I wrote about the these sad moments, the happier I got because I was letting out all of that repressed emotion. And um you know, especially I can I'm very empathetic so I can always I can also pull from a other people's misery and like write songs <laughs> about it and and you know just be able to um help them heal as well um i had a friend who um got in a motorcycle accident and passed away and i've i've written a bunch of songs for his wife and she just really it really helped her get it through and be able to say yeah that's exactly how I feel how did you know that or how did you say it like that like that's exactly what I was going through and be able to just kind of give them a little bit of healing as well and that's that's what I love kind of about the lyrics and the lyrics are my favorite thing to write and being able to get that out of you onto a page it's like my one of my favorite quotes I always say is, um, I want others to hear what I feel. Mm. And I think that's very important in order to heal from things is to talk about it and communicate. And, you know, people go to therapy while I write songs and I also go to therapy, but I write songs as well. So. <laughs> do you, um, collaborate with anyone? Yeah, I do. I didn't even know about co-writing until I was like, until I think I went to Nashville with, with the Jeffrey Steele boot camp. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that that was a thing. And it was a little rocky. It's still a little rocky because I feel like I'm, you know, now that songwriting is kind of the hip thing to do with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Just because, I always say, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right, yeah. I was just, um, I was just wondering because... It sounds like, you know, most of the things that you write about are very personal and uh, that's, you know, emotions and things like that. And it might yeah. be a little hard to do with someone else. It is. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of times you have to find those co-writers and those people in your circle that really um, are on the same wavelength as you. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've brought in songs to people where I'm like, I can't finish the song. And then I brought it to people and I'm like, well, they just you know, kind of messed it up, and that's not what I wanted to do at all. I should have just, you know, stuck to my guns and waited, or, yeah. you know, and sometimes it goes the complete opposite, where I bring this idea that I'm not sure where I wanted to go, and I bring it to someone, and they create 
they helped me create this like beautiful thing and it's like oh wow i'm so glad i brought it to this person because i wouldn't have thought of that mm-hmm. so you get both ends of the spectrum and it's it's just trying to find that that kind of inner voice inside of you that kind of says should i give this away or should i just write it myself right and i'm still trying to navigate that and you know, trying to listen to what the song wants and where it wants to go. And it sounds very, very hippie, but <laughs> I mean, just, I have no other way to explain it. <laughs> so you had a song on Grey's Anatomy I, I was reading. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so one of my good friends, Connie Lim, she goes by Milk. She, um, I wrote it with her and, and a couple others. And it was just, it was, it was a really beautiful song. And I'm, really really blessed that Grey's Anatomy decided to play Mm. the entirety of the song and not just like bits and pieces of it like they usually do with um tv shows mostly just like play little snippets here or there but I was really glad that they played the whole song so uh were you a fan of Grey's at the time or oh no (laughs) (laughs) I mean yes yes (laughs) um I mean I just I never got into doctor shows. My mom loves doctor shows. My mom is a big fan. Um, I don't like medical stuff, like Uh blood and surgeries and all of that stuff that you talk about. I just have a queasy stomach, so it's not really my thing. But, I mean, I'm glad it was on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Kat? So what's the favorite song um, that you've written or... Can you narrow it down to a couple? The one that I've written? Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, well, a crowd favorite is um, a song called Where You Go When You're Lonely. And um, it's sad. Shocking. Um, and that's that's a good one. Um I'm trying to think of another one. One of my songs called Remember You is also one of my favorites. It's also sad. I'm trying to see if I have it on my on my SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are... Oh, yeah, they're on my SoundCloud. So it's... Um... Yeah, if you go to soundcloud.com slash Jennifer Aiden 13, you can listen to some of my favorites there. And I think my favorite one would have to be, um, like, a co-write that I've done is probably Remember You. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about remembering the bad in the person so that you don't go back to the person. <laughs> and say, that's how I want to remember you. I want to remember you for breaking my heart, not for all the good times. Um and then I think you should repeat those lyrics because probably a lot of people need to hear that. <laughs> yes, yes. About uh yeah, just just you know, not going back to something that broke you. So remembering the things that broke you and not going back to it. Um and then let's see. I think one of my favorites that I've written by myself is called Wild Ghost and that's on there as well. So hmm. yeah. So what advice do you give for um, songwriters, aspiring young songwriters um, that maybe, you know, find themselves in the situation like you were uh, of not being understood? Um, 
What do you tell them? Um, basically, basically what I tell them is, number one is learn to swim with sharks. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be circling you if they think that they could get something from you. Mm. And I learned that the hard way, and it was um, very eye-opening. So aside from the creative talents that you may or may not have, I would, you know, really hone in on um, just learning how to handle the stress that comes in this industry. Um, Because it's not an industry of making friends. It's an industry of... It's, it's called the music business for a reason. Like, it's not called the music friendship, you know? Yeah, and yeah. just uh, just really make sure that you know how to uh, have a thick skin and how to say no to people and um, get people on your team that really believe in who you are and, um, you know, find those mentors that can really take you to the next level and and trust them and listen to them. And, you know, it's, it's going to be hard there's going to be moments where you feel like, God, I'm not good enough. And you just, you know, need to push through if that's something you really want to do. Like if this is your end goal, then that's, that's what you need to continue to do, but learn about the evil side of the industry as well. So that you, you know how to handle yourself. If a situation, God forbid, ever comes up that you need to be strong in, Mm -hmm. that you know how to do it and know how to handle yourself. So are are you still in Nashville, or have you moved back to uh, San Francisco? Um, so during during the pandemic, I actually came back to San Francisco to be with my family because my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in remission now. She's doing great. But I've kind of um, made San Francisco my home base for now mm-hmm. again, just until she kind of, yeah, you know, get through. We get through the season of um, you know, health stuff. So. But I still have my apartment in Nashville that I live in, and I go back and forth between um, Nashville and L.A. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So Those frequent flyer miles. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Shout out to Southwest. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so what are you working on these days? Um... Um, right now I am working on an animation film um, with a co-writer in Los Angeles, and... Um, that has been put on hold though due to uh, the yeah, Hollywood yeah. strike. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is the project I've been working on in LA is is trying to get that movie off the ground. So. Are you still writing songs? I assume. Oh yeah, I still write all the time. I actually wrote by myself one this morning. Really? Um, you know, you get into these these seasons of writing, and you feel like writing a bunch, and then other days you don't write at all, and. You know, I, I tend to be a little bit more um, free with it. And I, I'm not the type of writer that will sit down and force myself to write, even if I don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, I'm the type that just is kind of an open vessel, and I just allow the ideas to come in as they want to come in. And, you know, I'll just put them in my thousands of notes in my phone and work on them when I'm inspired to. Yeah, so do you find that you tend to write, like, when you sit down and you, you have an idea, and, I mean, do you sit down and write it, and it just, like, beginning to end, or is it, like, gets... if, it's, if it's by myself, it's usually beginning to end, or beginning until my little inspirational bug stops. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I usually tend to go until I feel like I'm forcing it, 
Mm-hmm. And then once I feel like I'm trying too hard, then I'll just stop and come back to it. Is that kind of like a couple hours or is it like 10 minutes? It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> like when I wrote this morning by myself, it was probably a good 10 or 15 minutes and I got a verse and a chorus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was just so, curious how the process goes, you know. Like... It depends. I'm a very fast writer because I try to listen to the flow of the song. Mm-hmm. I try to listen to where it's taking us, where it wants to go, what it's trying to say. Um, like I said, it's, it's very hippie to explain it. Um, and I'm not a tree hugger. I don't like nature. I don't like the cat. And, you know, I, um, I just kind of, it just depends. Like I, if I'm in a session with other people, I don't let it go past three hours because then my brain starts shutting down. So, um, I usually set a limit that three hours is my max Mm -hmm. that I will do. So what's what's coming up in the future? I know you want to do the uh, movie, and um, what else you got going on beyond that? Yeah, so I've been working with a bunch of different artists um, and writing, and I just started working with this one duo who I've been friends with a long time. Um, they're called The Young Fables, mm-hmm. and they are phenomenal, and we're actually doing a bunch of touring, and um, I write with them all the time, and they've been who i kind of been focusing on. Um, a lot on lately so um and then i just got signed to this company called real music works oh, yeah, out in nashville and yeah and they um they're run by terry carpenter and i just adore the whole company and what they're doing and i mean it's a lot of sync tv and film placements and um just a lot of good energy from there and so i'm excited to to be teaming up with them to do some stuff so just a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, hands in different, mm-hmm. different pots right now. So what do your, what do your friends think of your success? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I haven't been to any, uh, any high school reunion just because <laughs> I hated high school, but, yeah. um, I'm sure the ones I am still in touch with and close to, they, they, they seem to think it's pretty cool. So. That's cool. All right, Kat. And my more. mom will tell everybody about it, so I'll get strangers even coming up to me and being like, "Oh, I just met your mom." <laughs> so, hmm, that's you know, not a bad thing, I guess. That's cool. All right, yeah. Kat. One more question. Yeah. Kat. <laughs> um. So, have you experimented with using AI, uh, any at all, with writing? No, I am anti-AI. Um, I, I, you know, yeah. it's a whole other topic. I, I just feel like AI is kind of infiltrating a creative process and, you know, adhering to mediocrity. And people seem to be okay with that because it's this cool new thing. But in reality, you know, that's the biggest that's that's the biggest reason why Hollywood is on strike and I feel like if we allow it to kind of take over the industry a lot of the creativity that comes from our hearts and our souls is going to be lost Hmm. and you're just going to get robotic songs and you're just going to get you know generic lines and easy rhymes and predictable melodies and predictable lyrics and it's it's just all going to sound um, the same. 
And I'm afraid that if, if we allow it to inhibit us, like it's going to destroy us and we need to be able to accept it and use it for good instead of use it for evil, I guess. And like use it to create, we need to use it to like continue to move with it, but not use it to create, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. And grow with the technology, but don't allow it to take over. Um, yeah, to take over and control us. Like, we're still the boss. They're the assistant. Yeah. Like, we're the boss, though. So using it for things here and there is great, but I think just knowing where the limit is and where the boundaries are for it and not using it to completely take write a song over. or completely create something. Otherwise, it's just, you know. So, yeah. no, I've not experimented with it because I, I'm kind of more of a um one of my friends from the grammys said instead of being ai we need to be ci i think she said ci which is creative intelligence mm. so yeah yeah we just we just interviewed someone before you who was uh who's written a book about ai and was giving us his thoughts about it and stuff so it's always it's always interesting to um hear what creative people think about it yeah, I think it's great for like someone like me if I wanted to go in and say like I I can't play an instrument, for example, but I'm gonna go in and sing something and allow them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. And but it's something I've already created that I'm using it as a tool to help me move forward. Yeah. And rather than writing lyrics for you and you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, Kat, anything else? No, I, I think it's very fascinating. Your, your whole backstory is very unique. And, um, you know, I see lots of bright things for the future. Um, so it's really been a pleasure to have you as our guest today. And I like that CI, Creative Intelligence. So, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It was lovely speaking with both of you. Thank you. Well, we thank you for your time, (laughs) and we hope to have you back again soon. See what's up. Anytime at all. You have my number now, so give me a call anytime. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Jen. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at iWritePlays at Outlook.com. Or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.